0: The following is a presentation from the Recycling Council of Alberta's 2020 webinar series, with this episode on chemical recycling. The RCA would like to thank our supporters for making this webinar possible, including platinum sponsor, the Alberta Beverage Container Recycling Corporation. In this segment, we hear from Paula Liu with Closed Loop Partners. They authored the report, Accelerating Circular Supply Chains for Plastics, that explores the challenges of managing plastics and identifies the $120 billion addressable market in the U.S. and Canada to recover waste plastics and the technologies to create safe and high-quality materials. Paula introduces some general definitions of advanced recycling and outlines next steps to make the technology integration successful. So as Jeannie mentioned, I'm director at Closed Loop Partners. Today, I will be
1: walking you through some of the research that we've done around recycling and um, also introducing you to our firm, um, how Closed Loop Partners thinks about the different strategies that will get us to a circular future for plastics, provide a primer for advanced recycling for those who are familiar or maybe unfamiliar with, with this very diverse sector, and then end with some initial thoughts around what's needed to succeed and scale. So lots of ground to cover over the next 15 minutes, but I'll kick us off um, by first providing a really brief interview into, you know, closed-loop partners. We are an impact and innovation firm that's based in New York City. Um, our unique structure as both an innovation center and an investment firm allow us to provide capital um, from early stage to very mature companies. And we primarily work in four sectors, including plastic packaging or plastics and packaging, um, food and agriculture, apparel, and supply chain optimization. So I sit within the Center for the Circular Economy. That's our innovation and research team. And um, I'm currently leading our research in this space. So about two years ago, uh, we launched uh, an initiative called the Advancing Circular Systems uh, for Plastics Initiative. Um, It's how Loop Partners um, undertakes the research, the testing, um, to scale multiple solutions um, that will lead us to a a plastic waste-free future. Um, And we believe that um, we we should be circulating these materials in our economy for as many generations as possible. And we're investors in the solutions that uh, perpetuate that circularity. (laughs) I want to make just one point very briefly, kind of uh, around what we mean by a circular future for plastics. I, I think that there is rightfully so uh, um, you know, a focus and a lot of attention around packaging products. It, it makes up the vast majority of plastics that um, end up as pollution in the environment or in marine ecosystems, um, but Clothesuit Partners is is very focused on how we can build a circular future for all plastics. You know, this includes apparel, uh, which is predominantly synthetic fiber, um, or most apparel items going to market is predominantly synthetic fiber or a blend of that. It includes industrial sources of plastics like healthcare plastic, electronics, which are around 20% by weight plastic. It includes bulky rigid plastics, Like lawn seats, for example, which currently have very limited to no end-of-life solutions, Um, but this is the lens with which we we have developed our our strategy for building a circular system for plastics. Maybe unsurprising to you, um, you know those strategies very much model the the hierarchy of waste. Closed Loop Partners works across these strategies either by investing in companies that provide innovation. Uh, to the material itself, like Temper Pack. We test and invest in companies like Algramo to scale reuse and refill models. We invest to optimize mechanical recycling systems and expand access to mechanical recycling um, through our, our infrastructure fund. Um, and last but not least, we focus or we finance advanced recycling technology companies through our infrastructure fund by providing by providing project finance. And we also researched the space in the context of U.S. and Canada. So to move us into sort of the 101 of advanced recycling, um, you know, what we found when we first began researching the space was this tremendous opportunity to meet demand for recycled content. So when we looked at this in 2019, this is the figure that co- the figure on the left comes from our first report, Accelerating Circular Supply Chains for Plastics. We found that only 6% of the demand for plastics was being met through recycled content. So that's 2.5 million metric tons of the 38 metric tons of demand. And meanwhile, the biggest CPG and, and retailers around the globe have committed to. Co- New uh, the Ellen MacArthur Foundation's new plastic economy commitments to increase the amount of recycled content in their products and packaging um, in uh, in the next five years, and what those commitments represent is over a five hundred percent increase in the actual content of PCR in packaging today. Um, so massive opportunity from a market perspective to develop that. I think the challenges are around meeting the quality specifications that different customers and brands and retailers need um, in order to incorporate that recycled content, which advanced recycling, I think uh, marries well to, to that market need. And much like, you know, we have many forms of plastic in the system, everything from apparel to packaging Advanced recycling is not a monolith, and there are many forms of plastic, uh, or sorry, many forms of technologies in in the market today. So, um, you know, advanced recycling, as Closed Loop Partners defines it, embodies chemical recycling as well. So, uh, chemical recycling is traditionally thought of as as um, including technology processes like pyrolysis and gasification. We define advanced recycling. Uh, with a more inclusive kind of understanding that, knowing that there are catalytic, there are thermal, as well as biological processes that can break down plastic. Um, We'll hear from many today. And um, what they do is they're either purifying the plastic polymer to create virgin quality output, um, like a clear pellet, or they're breaking down that plastic to their basic building blocks, either producing a monomer that can be repolymerized into plastic or um, bringing the plastic polymer down to its most basic uh, form, which is hydrocarbons. Um, examples of hydrocarbon products that come from conversion technologies include NAPSA, paraffin wax, um, or diesel and, and other types of fuels. So um, we've categorized the, the sector into three buckets. It's conversion, decomposition, and purification. Um, within each bucket, there are many types of technology processes. I've listed a couple here, um, uh, or, or rather, I've listed a couple here, um, right on uh, below the names of the technology categories. And then there are many processes that within each category, uh, different uh, different companies might might be using different types of processes, anything from, again, catalytic, thermal, or biological processes. So in short, um, purification, decomposition, and conversion advanced recycling technologies can contribute one piece of the puzzle, um, a very important piece by addressing our hardest to recycle plastic, like multi-layer films, like textiles, um, like bulky rigids, Um, And um, in doing so, by scaling these technology solutions to our plastic waste, we really expand the types of plastic that we can recycle, um, which has market benefits um, from a financial perspective and creating value um, where we often destroy that value by sending those plastics to landfill and also creating environmental benefits by circulating the carbon um, and reducing you potentially reducing the the need for extraction for new plastics. When we took a look at the viability of the market perspective again, the figure on the left comes from our report that came out last year. We found that the market within the United States and Canada is 120 billion dollars over the next 10 years. That breaks down into, you know, 56 billion for the monomer and intermediate Forty-seven billion for purification, or the the sorry the polymer market, and then seventeen billion for petrochemical and refined hydrocarbon market. Um, we're not alone in thinking that this sector is very promising. Um, when when others have looked into this, here I've sort uh, I've cited um, the Bloomberg's New Energy Finance report, which came out at the end of 2019, When they looked it, into the sector. They evaluated both conversion and decomposition technologies for that study. Um, They found that the sector was growing 22% year over year and the technology companies that they evaluated had IRRs of 11 to 33%, depending on the type of feedstock that they took in. But it's important to acknowledge that the sector is in early stages. And um, I I often compare it to solar. Uh, It took solar 40 years to get a million systems installed in the United States. And I think advanced recycling will follow maybe not the same time arc, but certainly the same development arc. And so there's a lot of collaboration and um, the sector does need to be de-risked on on multiple levels. I've listed out four things that I believe needs to be true to ensure that we can scale advanced recycling and ensure that we create a circular future for all types of plastics. These include you're just having a general understanding of what the, the overall impacts of these processes are. Um, you know, Again, the, the diversity of the processes mean that there are diverse ways, uh, different ways that these technology processes are taking in and processing and breaking down um, um, the plastic, and so uh, we're actually undertaking a body of work to look into the, uh, the LCIA um, impacts of, of different diverse processes. We need to have data-backed analysis that helps us to define the role for advanced recycling. Um, Because again, there is no one perfect solution. Um, Advanced recycling, it will play a very important role to to address our hardest to recycle plastics. But we need to have the data and understanding to acknowledge, to. Define a role for advanced recycling to play in parallel to reduction strategies, to reuse strategies, and to other strategies to invest in scale mechanical recycling, because all of these strategies are complementary to one another. And then, you know, there are Europe is probably the most advanced in terms of developing policy frameworks that support the investment and commercialization of these technologies, but. Within the U.S. and Canada, we need to continue to develop policy frameworks um, that that incentivize that investment and help create the pull in the market um, the way that maybe a European market has by um, establishing mandates for recycled content in products and packaging. And last but certainly not least is the collaboration and investment that's needed across the sector. Across sectors and across the value chain, so there is no industry that is immune to plastic waste. Um, and to you know commercialize these technologies, particularly in the time frame um, to meet the brand commitments that are in the market today, um, there will be no shortage of never before seen kinds of partnerships and and long term. Partnership commitments and offtake agreements, and um, all sorts of, of work needs to be done across different stakeholders and across sectors. Close Loop Partners has has been researching this space for the last two and a half years. Um, and what we've, con- you know, one thing that I think we don't maybe publicly say often enough is, is that what we find is that the technology processes themselves are not going to determine. Uh, circularity. Um, it's really up to us, all stakeholders, municipalities, policymakers, recyclers, uh, entrepreneurs, investors. It's its up to all of these stakeholders to create the system's incentives to scale uh, the safe and sustainable advanced recycling technologies in, in order to allow us to maximize um, the environmental and economic opportunities that these very innovative processes afford. And right now, um, I'm working with nine technology companies that are a part of a research project, we'll be hearing from a couple today, um, to develop an investor roadmap, uh, which will be released in Q1 of 2021. And we're, we're conducting a technical and economic analysis. We are conducting a supply chain analysis to understand how these technology processes can be embedded within the US and Canadian infrastructure to create value to the overall system. Um, And we're, as I mentioned, doing an LCIA analysis on the different and diverse processes, um, as well as looking into what different types of policy mechanisms can play a role in in helping to commercialize these technologies sooner rather than later. Um, As part of that project, Uh, we released a plastic waste map, which actually just went live this morning. So I'll I'll share the link to that resource and tool. Um, It shows the quantities and volumes of plastic packaging waste across the US and Canada. And we've overlaid that in that Tableau map, uh, overlaid the MRF and Reclaimer infrastructure. Um, And there's tons of rich data associated with it. I highly encourage you to check out that tool.
0: Thank you for listening to this 2020 webinar series podcast. Search for On the Cusp, Alberta's circular podcast on iTunes and the Google Podcast app for more podcasts from the RCA or visit recycle.ab.ca to see the full presentations.